0: Hello, trusted listener, welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening today for a reason. I trust that you are gonna hear something in this episode that is going to provide some insight, some wisdom, some support for you on your journey with food. All right, so today we're gonna talk about the word should. Now, I'm calling this podcast, Are You Shoulding on Yourself? Because when we use the word should, it often feels like a dirty word. It's a word that many of us use without even realizing it. And I hope that this podcast is going to bring awareness to you if should is a word that you use. And if it is, how it might be impacting you. And once you have awareness, then you can decide if you want to change it. Now remember, you can't change what you aren't aware of. So here are some ways and some areas that should, the word should might be showing up in your life, specifically around say food or your body. It might sound like this. I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't be eating this. I should stop. Why can't I know why can't I do what I know I should be doing? I shouldn't eat so much. I shouldn't eat after dinner. I shouldn't eat before 12 p.m. I shouldn't eat in between meals. Or insert your preference for your rude food rules of when you should or shouldn't eat. We can also insert your food rules of the types of food you should or shouldn't eat. I shouldn't eat sugar. I shouldn't eat flour. I shouldn't eat processed foods. Maybe you say, I shouldn't weigh this much. My body should look different. I should be doing more. I should exercise. How does it feel to hear all of those sentences? It may feel like, oh, yeah, that's what I say to myself all the time. It just feels true. All of that stuff feels true. But even if that's the case, even if it feels true, or these are sentences you hear in your mind a lot, I want you to check in for yourself. What feelings do those words evoke? Generally, the word should evokes feelings of shame. Judgment, inadequacy, frustration, guilt, regret, and self rejection. I love looking at definitions for words. And here is the definition from the Oxford English Dictionary for the word should. The definition is this used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness typically when criticizing someone's actions okay i'm going to i'm going to say this again so you can hear it again and then i'm going to break it down so the definition from the oxford english dictionary for the word should it's used to indicate obligation duty or correctness typically when criticizing someone's actions Okay, so if we start with the beginning, used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness. Correctness. So now you're saying to yourself, I have an obligation to do something this way, a duty, or it's correct. We're looking at it's either the right way or the wrong way. Okay, that's the first part of it. Now, the second part of this definition I think is so telling. Typically, when criticizing someone's actions. So, what are we doing when we are using the word should towards ourselves? We are criticizing our own actions. We're basically saying that we are doing it wrong. We are not doing things correctly. Either we're not correct, or maybe our body isn't correct. The way we are behaving isn't correct. We are Criticizing ourselves. So, telling yourself that you should be doing more, or you should be being more, or you should be doing something different than you actually aren't doing, it leaves you feeling like you aren't enough as you are. You start off with this this place of not enoughness. So, think about this for yourself. If should is a word that you use on yourself quite often, either I should or I shouldn't, we know you're criticizing your own actions. So think about this. How do you show up when you should on yourself? Most often, when we are shoulding on ourselves, Because it's evoking those feelings of shame, judgment, inadequacy, frustration, guilt, regret, and self rejection, we are not going to show up from those emotions. We are not going to show up in ways that are likely going to bring us towards our goal. Remember the number one reason why people binge, why people feel out of control with food is shame and judgment. Guess what the word sh- should evoke? Evokes. It evokes shame and judgment. So this literally is bringing us to the number one reason: shame and judgment. You using the word "should" on yourself, shoulding on yourself, is creating the shame and the judgment. How do you react when you feel like someone is? judging you, saying mean things about you, criticizing you, you very likely want to get away from them. It feels terrible. None of us want to be criticized. When we are the one criticizing ourselves, what do we do? We can't literally get away from ourselves. So we often do the thing that we have learned to disconnect from ourselves, which is to eat, which is to the way that i the way that i frame it is to kind of turn the lights off on yourself you can't physically get away from yourself but many of us have taught ourselves we can use food to get away from the incessant language the incessant criticism that is happening inside our heads it's so often coming from the word should should often creates pressure and it breeds insecurity. Here's the other thing that's fascinating about the word should. It literally, it's like an illusion. So when we use the word should, we're not accepting reality. We aren't accepting that things as they are. So if we're saying, I shouldn't be doing this, but you are literally in the act of doing it, you're not accepting reality that you are eating in that moment. There's this lack of self acceptance. We're not accepting ourselves. We're not accepting the situation. And this totally closes the door on the possibilities for us to look at other alternatives and other anything else that might be true. When we say that there should, there is one way. When we use the word should, we're basically saying there is only one way to do things. I should be doing something different. It often supposes there is one right way, one single way that we should live our life. One single thing that we should be doing, one single way that we should be eating, foods we should be eating, certain times, certain amounts. It doesn't open up this opportunity where There are a multitude of various options available to all of us. We all have results that we want to achieve, and we all have goals that we want to attain, but there are literally infinite ways to get there. And when we use the word should, we are implying that there's only one path that we should follow. And this just isn't the case when we say should, we should be doing something, the other thing that happens is we're reinforcing that we're not doing it. We're not doing the thing that we think we should be doing. Sometimes we're like double reinforcing the should on ourselves. Here's another thing that's really interesting about should. One of the outcomes that is a result of The shoulds we place upon ourselves is rebellion. I hear a lot of people talk about, and this will be a topic for a future episode, but a lot of people talk about sometimes when I eat, I just feel so rebellious. It's like I'm rebelling against, maybe I'm rebelling against the rules I have given to myself. Maybe I'm rebelling against rules that other people have given me, but I literally feel rebellious when I'm eating. A lot of times that rebellion can be an outcome of the shoulds, of the you should be eating in this way. Sometimes we just have this part of ourselves internally that's like, oh, yeah, watch me. Watch me. It can be this result, direct result of the shoulds. Should is often based on expectations. Sometimes these expectations come from other people sometimes they're our own expectations. So we can get really curious about where these shoulds come from. A lot of times when they are rooted in other people's expectations, that's where that should comes from. I should be doing this because XYZ person thinks I should or said I should do this thing. Often, if it's our own Either expectation or the thing we really want to do, we might use the word I want to instead of I should. Should really does indicate there is an expectation, whether it's an expectation from ourselves or an expectation from somewhere else, it does indicate there is an expectation that is not being met. Okay, so I think we can pretty clearly agree the word should does not generally create very good outcomes for us. If we are feeling shame, judgment, rejection, if we are going against ourselves in thinking that we should be doing something or we shouldn't be doing something, we're not setting ourselves up for success. So here's what we want to do. Now that we're like, oh wow, okay, maybe I do use this word. I think a lot of people use the word should, but I think that many people don't realize it. They don't realize how many shoulds are going through their mind and coming out of their mouths. They don't even realize it and they don't realize the impact of that word. So here's what I invite you to do. Number one, notice it. We can't change what we aren't aware of. So if all this episode invites you to do is just notice where you are using the word should and how often you are using the word should, and when you do, how it feels. How do you show up when you are shoulding on yourself? How do you feel? How do you show up? What do you do when the shoulds are running through your mind? So number one is just notice it. You might start writing it down. What are all the things I think I should be doing? What are all the things I think I shouldn't be doing? Write them down. Become very aware of how and where this word is showing up for you. Then the next thing you can do is focus on why you want to do it or if you want to do it. I think the first thing, write this list down. What are all the things I think I should be doing? What are all the things I think I, I, I shouldn't be doing? Then the very first question might be, do I want to be doing these things? In some cases, the answer might be no. In some cases, the answer might be yes. If the answer is yes, then you can focus on why. Why do you want to do the thing? If the answer is no, why don't you want to do the thing? Either way, ask yourself why. We can get away from the expectation and understand why. So, for example, if you're thinking, I should exercise more. Then you can ask yourself, well, do I want to? Do I want to exercise more? Then you might think, well, you know, in some ways I don't really want to exercise more because I think it's really hard and I don't really like it. But in some ways I do want to exercise more because I just feel better when I do. I know that when I get some movement in my body, After it's done, I may not really enjoy it in the moment or when I start, but afterwards I know I feel so much better. I know the benefits of exercise. That's why I do want to do it. So if we can get really clear on why you don't and why you do, instead of just, I should be doing this thing and now I'm not. You can also focus on how this Thing, this activity, whatever it is, how does it fit with your values? Let's say one of your values is family, and you know that when you get more movement, you are able to um, be more active. You're able to do things with the family more often. Maybe that fits in with your values in that way. The other thing that you can do is focus on accepting your experience and get really curious about what it has to teach you. So for example, if you are eating a bunch of food and you're sitting there, you're you're eating, you've got a bunch of food and you're thinking to yourself, I should stop eating. There's that should. You might acknowledge there are two parts of you. Number one, I am eating right now. So even if it's like, I should stop eating or I shouldn't be eating this, we can accept I am eating this right now. Now, let me get really curious. There are two parts of me right now. There is one part of me who wants to keep eating, and there is another part of me who wants to stop. Can I get very clear on both of those parts? There is that part who wants to stop, and there's the part who doesn't want to stop. Can I acknowledge and get curious about that? Instead of just sitting here thinking, I shouldn't be eating, I shouldn't be doing this. Remember, that's shame and judgment. Shame and judgment slams the door. It closes the lid. We can't look under the hood to see what's really going on. Here's another thing you can do with the word should. When you look at all of your shoulds, replace the word should with could. I could stop eating. I could maybe get in a little bit more movement. I could do something different rather than I should. Could opens up the door to possibility. Should keeps that door slammed. I should, but I'm not. We're criticizing ourselves. We're basically saying we are not doing the correct thing. When we say I could, it opens us up to possibility. You could also replace should with want. I want to instead of I should. See what that looks like. Then we just I get curious why? Why do I want to? Why don't I want to? We could also get really curious about the expectations. So, whose expectation is this that I should or I shouldn't be doing this thing? Where did it come from and do I want to keep it? So, for example, I shouldn't eat before noon. Whose expectation is this? Where did I get this idea anyway? do I want to keep it? I can get curious about it. I can open up. I can be curious as to understanding whose expectation it is and understanding where it came from and if I want to keep it. We're opening up to possibility, to curiosity, instead of closing down in shame and in judgment and in criticism. Now let's talk about should as it relates to other people. What what does that look like using should in relation to other people? It might sound like this. He shouldn't eat that around me. She should care about my journey. They should support me. They shouldn't bring that food in the house. When you tell somebody else that they should or shouldn't do something, you aren't respecting their ability to make the best decisions for themselves. Remember that definition of should. It is in reference of criticism. We are criticizing somebody else. It feels terrible to be on the receiving end. We can probably agree on that. We have all been on the receiving end of a should. You should do this. You should be doing it that way from somebody else. It feels terrible. It also feels terrible internally. Now, if you go to somebody else and you tell them you should be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this, it is very likely they are not going to end up responding in the way that you would prefer. And guess what? The same is true for yourself. When you are on the receiving end of your own shoulds, it is likely that you are not going to end up responding in the way that you would prefer should assumes there is one right way there is a correct way to do things and we're basically telling either that person or we're telling ourselves you aren't doing it right you're not doing it the right way it's not accepting reality of the way that it's actually happening right now the way that they are choosing to do it all of the potential possibilities and paths that there are for them or for you to consider should narrows our focus it it focus it has us focusing on what is wrong what isn't working what isn't right and it assumes there is only one right way but this is not reality it is not reality that there is one right way to be around food that there is one right way to respond We want to open up the possibilities. Remember, the way that we overcome shame and judgment is through curiosity. We can't be curious if we're using the word should. So I invite you to just notice how often is the word should showing up in my vocabulary, both towards myself and towards other people? Let me just get really aware. How is it showing up? where is it showing up? When it shows up, how do I show up? And what else might be true? How else can I get curious about it? Can I replace should with could or want? Can I just ask myself, what is it about this this word, this thing I think I should be doing? Do I want to? Why or why not? Can I accept that this is what's happening right now and get really curious about what it has to teach me? Can I get really curious about the expectations behind this should? Whose expectation is it? Where did it come from? And do I want to keep it? You are not likely going to eliminate the word should from your vocabulary because it is a word that we all use a lot. But if you can just bring this into your awareness, start to notice, notice the word, notice how it impacts you, notice how you show up when you use it. And if you can start to catch yourself, start to open up and question it, replacing it with could, do I want to, why or why not. Open that up and see how it changes, see how it shifts. Open up to curiosity and see how things shift. All right. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you want to understand why you feel out of control with food sometimes, I've created just the thing for you. Discover the number one reason why and get three things you can do today. Visit bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz and you'll have your answer and your next steps within minutes. That's bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz.